0: We hope you were encouraged today. Subscribe to the Fox River Podcast to ensure you don't miss future messages. Stay connected through our social media channels on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And of course, make a difference in the lives of those you know by sharing with them. We are grateful for you and hope you join us again soon. It was New Year's Day and a 32-year-old man confided in his friend about the deep and dark depression that he was going through. So bad, in fact, he said that he wished that he could end his meaningless life and would do so except for the fact that he hadn't done anything he felt that any human being would remember him by. 22 years to the day, New Year's Day, 22 years later, that same man penned his name to a document that we call the Emancipation Proclamation. And in fact, freed millions of people from slavery. That man's name was? Yes. What happened to Abe? What changed in his life? He discovered purpose. Every soul craves, it longs for purpose. The reason for that is because that we were created on purpose, we were created for purpose. In fact, this is going to be our series maxim that we continue to lean into. If I were to ask you tonight, do you know what your purpose is What is it that you would say? We look at our series title here, that we were made for this. Do you know what the this is that you have been made for? Now, if you do, I hope these next four weeks just pour fuel on the purpose that you have. If you don't, then I hope these next four weeks are extremely helpful in being able to discover purpose and the blessing that comes with it. There are so many people that are just going through life. It's like day after day, just putting one foot in front of another, but living that purposeless life. This is a really interesting quote. I don't know if you've ever um, been acquainted with this before. Meaningless, meaningless. Utterly meaningless. Everything is meaningless. (laughs) How's that a way to start your day, right? But what's interesting about it is that comes from the Bible. In fact, It's found in the book of Ecclesiastes, but it's spoken to a person that is out of touch with God and out of touch with purpose. And that's how we begin to feel when we have this purposelessness that is existent in our lives. Now, we also know there's people in the room like this. There are people here that are driven. We are charging ahead. We are achieving. We are winning. We are accumulating. But we still have this ache or emptiness in us that says there's got to be something more and that's what it is that brings us right back to this statement it's this need for purpose i'd like you to read this with me if you would please everybody together it's kind of our declaration ready i was created on purpose for purpose. One more time, with a little bit of conviction, I was created on purpose and for purpose. And do you know what? God adds his amen to that. He does it, in fact, over a thousand different times in the scriptures, in which he refers there to purpose and the plans that he has for us and wants us to be blessed by in our lives. I want to invite you, if you would, to join with me as we begin this series with this prayer for purpose. Lord, you made us on purpose, for purpose, and for those that have theirs now, that they know what it is, would you continue to energize it in their lives? It may become richer and greater. For those that are looking for it, I pray that they might They might begin tonight to understand what it is, but over these next weeks to have clarity for it. We'll follow your example in this, Jesus. We pray it in your mighty name. And everybody in agreement here said, amen. Amen. I want to invite you, take a Bible right now, and I want you to turn to one of God's first words that he has for us with regards to purpose. We're going to find it in Genesis chapter 1 using the Pew Bible, you're going to turn to page two. We're starting right at the beginning that way. And let me just say real quickly, if perchance you don't own a Bible or a copy of the Scriptures, we'd like just to offer you the one that you've got in your hands tonight as our gift to you. In fact, there's a couple notes and a bookmark that I hope that you're going to put into it before we're done tonight. I'm going to start us in verse number 26 of chapter 1. Would you follow along with me? Then God said, Let us make mankind in our image and in our likeness so that they may rule over the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, over the livestock and over all the wild animals and over all the creatures that moved along the ground. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. God blessed them. And he said to them, be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Then God said, I give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the whole earth, and every tree that has fruit with seed in it, it will be yours for food. Let's go to verse 31. God saw all that he made, and it was very good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the sixth day. Thus the heavens and the earth were completed in all their vast array, by the seventh day, God had finished the work that He'd been doing. So on the seventh day, He rested from all of His work. Then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because He rested from all of the work of creating that He had done. There's two statements, two actions that have occurred in the first and this um, second part of Genesis, and I don't want us to miss either one of these. Because God said, "This is how it began." And I want you to understand that, first of all, that he created mankind. And we're really dialed into that, right? It's like, oh, yeah, I understood that. But I didn't want you to miss this. And then God blessed mankind. Here we begin to see what his heart people are. He would begin to understand what his heart for us is. He not only gave life, he not only gave opportunity, but he said, I want you to understand the blessing that I want to put upon you. And in fact, if we take this statement just a little bit further, I want you to understand that you've been made on purpose and for purpose and that there is a blessing in and of itself in purpose. I have blessed you, Let's put it up there. And the word bless, when we find it in the scripture, it means to pour out good. It's to pour out my benevolence upon a person. It also is to endure us, to endure the individual with the power for abundant life. Now we're going to see that phrase come up again. In fact, it's one that Jesus used quite often. The second term really critical that we find there in uh, this first chapter of Genesis. And the one that we're going to use over and over in our series, so I want us to have clarity on it, is this of purpose. Purpose is the reason for which something is done. It's the reason for which something is created. It's the reason for which something exists. So what God began in doing was to bless with purpose. And in fact, that statement, that we are blessed with purpose, is actually one of the great theological statements that so many other truths are going to reconnect themselves to. From the beginning of God's plan, there's this blessing and there's this desire that he wants us to have because we were made for purpose. I want us to go back, and we're just going to look real quickly... Five different expressions of God's blessing we read through. Each of them, it's interesting, each of them have purpose that flows from them in and of themselves. Here's what they are. God's blessing and purpose began with this. It was with relationship with him. If you look back in verse 26 and 27, it says that we, God made us in his image. Now, there's a lot of really cool things and different dynamics that come from being made in the image of God. But the one that rises to the very top is this. We are made so that we can have relationship with God, so that we can love God, so that we can understand Um, what it means to experience God and his working in our lives, a relationship that is just as real as any relationship that we will ever experience in our lives, only in this one, because we're in the image of God, we will be continually, throughout the ages, able to not only enjoy, but to continue to grow in it. That is where blessing begins. Second aspect a blessing that God gave came through family and community and in both of these his desire there is for purpose with your family if you're married with your friends the community he said stretches into the you know those that are closest to you but then he said i want it to be able to be something that is going to go throughout the whole earth in fact he used those words i want you to fill the earth god's desire is that we have connection with one another there's purpose that there's purpose in race there's purpose in the ethnicity not in division that'd be just the opposite of what God wants in purpose but that we would be coming together and for the value that's going to flow from that that we're going to get from those that are unique from us and made in God's image like us the third area I want you to say with me, but you're going to have to do this. You're going to have to do air quotes. So you've got to get the air quotes here when you put the word in. The third area of God's blessing is... Ready? Get them up. The third area of God's blessing is work. How many here enjoy being surprised? How many here just enjoy? You delight. How many here... How many of you enjoy... Giving an awesome surprise to somebody else. Can I see your hands like that? Yeah, okay. You know what that means? It means you are just like God. Did you know that? Because God in his creation and what he gives here, it's all about surprise. It's all about discovery. It's about new and it's about helpful. There's two words that we read. These two Hebrew words We translate subdue and rule. They're actually very difficult words to translate simply because there's so much meaning to it in the Hebrew and it's really easy to miss it. And I don't want you to miss this. In fact, you might want to just make a notation in your Bible um, if you're going through it tonight. The word rule, radah, it means this. It means to rule by learning and then using what is learned. A utilization of that. The word subdue, Hebrew, kavash, means to master something, to be able to gain control over it. To master and to gain control. What God was saying when he said, I want you to rule and subdue is this. I have in my creation... So many wonders and discoveries for you. I want you to unlock the mysteries, the wonders that I have put there, and I want you to use them with purpose to bless others and to bless mankind. That's God's great desire for us the purpose of work. In fact, we start to break this down if we were to talk about the purpose of science i put a tree up here for this reason science would be right now as we would express it there are 10 major branches of science but in those 10 branches going out from them there are 612 different limbs that extend from it every one of these Having new, the new buds or the new, you know, the fruit, the leaves that are coming off of it, every one of them are tying back to these are mysteries that God put into the creation. And He said, I want you to understand. I want you to learn and I want you to utilize them. That's work. Flip it over. We could take a different tree. There's purpose in art, seven branches of art, but think about this. There are countless expressions of the creations of art. Whether we're talking about music, we're talking about um, art in the drawing sense, if we're talking about story, all of those different expressions. God said, I've got this in my creation. I've put it there for you. I want you to be able to delight in it, but I want you to understand it, use it, unlock it that way. When you begin to think what God gave to us, blessed us with in this creation of his, with the purpose of it. What percent do you think that we have unlocked so far? What percent of the knowledge of the universe or of God's creation do you think is known? Just kind of perspective, and whatever your perspective is, it's not going to be wrong. I can tell you, the research I've done, most, most, most of the physicists and scientists today are somewhere between less than 1% to as high as 4% of the knowledge of creation that's been understood so far. Do you know what that means? It means that there's just so much more that God said, I've put this into my creation and I want you to understand it, unlock it, and use it to bless others. That's what work is intended for. Learn. Use. Use purposefully real quickly two others God gave to us he said I've given this to you and blessed you with it but there's purpose in it as well I've used the word feast here you could put food or eating and drinking comes right out of verses uh 29 and 30 God said I gave you food not simply so that you're going to live or sustain you But there's purpose in eating together in meals. It's one of the reasons that I can say with conviction, God is not for diets. It just goes against the blessing and purpose that he's put together here, right? (laughs) Lastly, he said, I want to bless you with rest. Rest comes from this understanding of the very good that God has put out there and for us to take time to re-energize, to refresh ourselves in that good from God. God said, I've created you, I've blessed you, and it all is going to be feeding purpose for you. So there's two takeaways that I just want to share. We'll wrap things up uh, today with this. As so we start off our series, here are two purpose takeaways that are going to be critical for us, I think, in our lives. The first is this, that my purpose is rooted in knowing God. If you would, I want you to take your Bible again. I want you to turn with me to an intriguing passage of Scripture. It's found in Philippians chapter 2. Again, we're going to find God expressing purpose here for us in this. If you're using the Pew Bible, we're going to go to page 1673. If you've got a bookmark of some sort of using the handout, stick it in here. I'd like you to go back and I'd like you to reread this passage a couple of times this week. He says, therefore, my dear friends, as you've always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now, much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God." Who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good. What's the last word? One of the reasons that I think this is such an intriguing passage for us is this. It takes us right back to the heart of the matter. Which is you can have relationship with God. The God who is both at working in you. The one who wants to help you. And to lead you into both the purpose that he has for you, again, starting with relationship, and what it is that he has for you with your purpose in life as well. This passage begs an activation of this relationship that we have with God. In other words, it is going to um, fight against a passivity in it. Oh, yeah, I've got, a, I've got uh, you know, a relationship with God, and therefore I'm good, and then I can just kind of get on with the rest of my life. These words that are in here, don't you find them to be a little bit fascinating? Let's go to, um, let's go to Jesus' purpose. Yeah, I like Jesus' purpose here. It takes us back um, that he said, I've come that you can have life, relationship with God, but then having it to the full the abundant life that God initially set out for us to have. So, moving on. Continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Those words, work out your salvation. He's not saying, you're going to have to start working for your salvation. In fact, that can, that's one of the, the great misconceptions that we have with regards to God, and in fact, it moves relationship over to religion. If it was up to me to work it out, work to get there, then it's rules, and it's always striving for that which I don't have yet. God said, not so. In fact, Paul, earlier in his writing, settled it in a very, very clear way. In in the book of Ephesians, he said that it's by grace that we're saved, right? It's through faith. Not of yourselves. Salvation is a gift of God. It's not by works, lest anyone should boast. So he's not saying you need to work for your salvation. But he is saying this, that I want you to work out your salvation. In other words, I want you, once you've received this gift of salvation, to work out all that it can be and all that it can do in you. I want you to do your part, God says, as I do my part. So many times I mentioned we can slide into like just resting in our salvation or just kind of passive in the whole thing. We may have received Jesus. Hopefully we have. But from that point on, we're just kind of like, you know, just coasting from there. God says, that's not what I want for you. In fact, if we were to evaluate tonight, let's do it. Let's evaluate ourselves this way. Um, one to ten, here's the evaluation. How good a Christian am I? What number would you give yourself? Now, Jesus is ten. So, anybody else with Jesus? All right. If you're not a ten yet, here's the good news. You have room to grow. You have more that God wants you. This is not to go like, yeah, I'm only a one, I'm only a two, you know, I'm just not that good a Christian. That's not what God says I want you to walk away with. I want you to understand this. There is more. In your relationship with me, God says, there is more. Would you just say that with me? There is more. More for each and every one of us to be able to experience with God. And in fact, he said, I want you to be as serious as a heart attack about it. Look at those words again. Continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. What does that mean? He means, I want you to be serious about this. Because you know what's at stake? So much. You know what's to be gained? So much here. What are you doing right now to be at work? And working out what it is that God began in you when you received Jesus. We could take time each day to open ourselves up to God by listening to him in his word. This year, we've made a concerted effort. We're trying to get everyone in our church just to listen to God daily. One of the ways that we're doing it, we're using the verse of the day. If you're not doing that yet, we invite you in. If you've got a different way that you're reading the Bible and taking the word in, that's great. But this means that we're using, just getting a notification each day, I'm hearing stories about what a great difference it means because it's an activator in our life. Taking a moment or two to pray each day, just to pray something like this, God, help me to live today with purpose. God, help me to know more. God, help me to be active in my relationship with you. It's a game changer, and I want to encourage you in that. Because here's what God's saying. I am working in you right now. I'm putting in you the desires to get you where you need to go. I'm putting in you the power to be able to get you to act in those desires. I'm doing all of this purposefully and to put more purpose into you. Will you do what only you can do? Because that's what relationship requires. Where are you at today? And if you haven't received Jesus yet, Jesus says, that's why I came. Remember, that's my purpose, that you would have life, but then that you would have it to the full. That'd be your first takeaway. The second purpose takeaway is this. Let's live purposefully while we are pursuing purpose in our lives. Now, it sounds a little counterintuitive, doesn't it? But here's what I mean. For those that would say, I don't know what my purpose is. I think I may have missed my purpose. I think I've done some things in my life that have just kind of like canceled out purpose or screwed up my purpose. So I don't have purpose right now and I really don't know what to do. Here's what God said. You don't have to wait until you know what your purpose is to live purposefully in your lives. You don't have to wait until next week until you learn the broad purpose that God has for all of us. You don't have to wait until week three. When I talk about here's how you can discern the personal purpose that God has for you in your life. You don't have to wait until week four. When we talk about here's how God is adding to purpose in each and every one of us, his purposeful working in us. You don't have to wait to begin living purposefully now. Here's what you can do. Tomorrow when you get up, you can go to work with purpose. You can go to work and say, I'm going to do my best for God, and on purpose, I'm going to bless others. If, you, um, if you're married, today, you can on purpose love your spouse. You don't even have to wait until you get a romantic feeling. You can just Do something nice on purpose. You can start to play with your kids on purpose. means don't give them the leftover time, but knowing the value of that, I'm just going to be intentional about doing this. With my friends, I'm going to become more purposeful. One of the things that we have begun to share here, we can serve together with purpose. You may not know, hey, I don't have a ministry, I don't, have, I don't know what I'm really gifted for, but one of the things that you could do is join us in the week with what we think is going to be something that has wonderful, purposeful community impact. If you're in a group, so if you're in a small group, and you haven't heard from your group leader yet... What it is that you as a group are doing, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go home tonight and call your group leader and say, hey, what are we doing for Impact Week? And what day are we going to do it on? If you're not in the group yet, we certainly want to invite you into that, but as um, you heard earlier in our announcements, let's jump online or go out and meet afterwards. Just somebody to be able to say, hey, here's something that you could join in. I'm looking forward to seeing hundreds and hundreds of these blue shirts. Because everybody, for Impact Week, you're going to get a shirt like this. Hundreds of them in our community. And purposefully, we are going to be showing love and we're going to share Jesus. You see, while you're pursuing purpose, you can live purposefully. So here's what we want to do. Here's what we want to talk about this week. Here's what we want to act on this week. We'll use it as just our review. We start with this. I was made, remember, on purpose. You were made on purpose and for purpose. It is a part of God's great purpose for us. Number two, purpose is rooted in, what is it? Yeah, it's, it's our relationship. It's, it's rooted in knowing God. And if you've not yet received Jesus, that's the beginning point. If you have received him, it's the beginning point. And there's so much more that God wants you to be working out to be experiencing from him. We've learned to live, say it with me, live yeah, we can live purposely right now while we're pursuing and understanding purpose. And to pray, I hope that we'll be praying this prayer Lord, would you help me to discover purpose? Or as I mentioned at the outset, if you know your purpose, Lord, would you help me to be living purpose? Because even as Abraham Lincoln learned, a life without purpose. Can be so meaningless that with purpose it can have impact beyond what we ever imagined i want to invite you to pray this prayer with me lord help me and for you if it's to discover or for you it's to live with this tonight and then to carry this prayer throughout this week because god desires for you to know purpose Join with him to be able to see and feel the blessing of purpose in your life. Thank you, Lord, that you have given to us the blessing that purpose brings. And the blessings that feed purpose in our life. Knowing you. Discovering. Applying. Fun. For those that are here, Lord Jesus and their first step in purpose is opening themselves up to you as they in faith recognize i can't work for it but if i will in faith put my dependence upon what you've done on the cross to make me a child of god to forgive me and to give me purpose life that it will be so anybody here that tonight would say guy I have never received Jesus, but I am ready to receive him this evening. The beginning of my true purpose journey. Would you just lift a hand, guy? Okay. I need Jesus, and I'm ready to trust him tonight. Would you just wave at me? Sometimes, again, it takes me just a moment. Yeah, just a moment or two to, to see that. Yeah, God bless. Thank you, Jesus, again, for your saving work. And all guys people said... Amen. We're really looking forward to what God's got ahead for us. But for those that have just trusted and received Jesus, can we celebrate with them and say, God bless you again. We are just so, so thankful for that. We hope you were encouraged today. Subscribe to the Fox River Podcast to ensure you don't miss future messages. Stay connected through our social media channels on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And of course, make a difference in the lives of those you know by sharing with them. We are grateful for you and hope you join us again soon.